This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. Today I want to talk about serendipity and intuition. Something that many of us, when we experience it, think it's a little bit to do with luck. A little to do with maybe being psychic or being blessed. We talk about the power of attraction, how things all of a sudden come to us. And we begin to believe that this all happens from a thought process or out of luck or randomly. Then we have an intuitive hit on what to do in a meeting that somehow it's a stroke of genius. When something serendipitously happens, such as we could coincidentally encounter a better way of doing business or a new marketing result that revolutionizes the way we do things, we see that as luck. But really, really, when we look at these things, I want to talk a little bit about the root of serendipity and the root of intuition. So let's talk about the root of serendipity. So... When we think about it, I really look back and think about it as discipline, is when we're disciplined and we're doing the right things on a continual basis in our business, whether it's marketing activities, whether it's sales activities, it creates a certain momentum. Doing things consistently and focusing on the right things create all kinds of outcomes. We don't really know what those outcomes are going to be all the time. We've got some intentional outcomes that we hope will occur For instance, out of attending marketing or networking events, let's say, our goal is to meet certain executives. Yet as we go to that event, we overhear a conversation about a new emerging tech company and realize that there might be an opportunity for us to work with an organization like that. We never thought of that before. Then we turn around and someone else happens to know the CEO. And so through these activities, all of a sudden we align ourselves with a new joint venture partner and create a whole new type of business branching off a regular business. And our thought is, wow, what a fluke. Imagine, how could that happen? You know, it was a total random event. But was it really random? It was part of a disciplined business activity called networking that we probably do on a regular basis. And so why I share this is that we're going to have activities that we execute, but there's going to be side benefits or side effects of just getting out there and really executing those activities. So A big part of it in any business is consistent activity really creates a certain momentum, a certain really visibility and energy. And we begin to develop what Darcy Rezac calls in his book, Working the Pond, from a networking perspective, is loose connections. People we meet once or twice, but randomly through multiple loose connections, often opportunities will come. But that's not really random at all. In fact, we can almost depend upon the fact that loose connections will produce business if we're consistently networking. So the serendipity we see in that, the random discovery we see in it isn't actually random at all. It's actually very much an effect of a core business activity. This will go for blogging as well, is that we'll never know what blog is going to hit the right chord or get picked up by Google. We can sort of try to force it and make it work, but often it's some random key term, that entry, and some person that evening on the long tail of searches putting in a very sort of random term that we've talked about that puts them on our website. They subscribe to our RSS feed or our podcast feed. They listen to several entries, and after they develop a relationship, they, they reach out, make a connection with us, and it ends up being a business contact, personal contact, or otherwise. Again, seemingly random. But the reality is if we blog consistently, blog well, and talk about things that are of interest to our market, Google will find us and our market will find really those Google results. 
And so why I share this is I think too often we think about luck as something we can't control or serendipity or random events we couldn't project as something we can we cannot control. But the reality is, is disciplined, consistent effort in doing the right things, like blogging consistently, like consistently following up on clients, things like consistently showing to networking events, things like continually educating ourselves. Maybe our goal is to read a book a month. Maybe every couple books we don't get anything, but every third month we pick up one nugget out of those books that changes the way we do business. It wasn't chance. It wasn't a random thing. It was part of a discipline. And so I think this is really important is as sales professionals, as marketers, whether you're using social media or traditional marketing uh, or you're networking in events or even as you're writing books, a big part of it is consistent effort. Consistent effort is going to produce amazing random results that aren't really random. I think about how I met Stephen Jagger, uh, who's a co-author of Sociable with me our new book coming out, and Michael Stevenson, his business partner, and I could call that random, a loose connection, yet where the relationship is gone and how we run a major meetup here in Vancouver together and the number of people we've introduced to each other and how it's benefited our businesses uh, and the fantastic book and really the great fun we've had really putting the book together is, you know, we could call that random, but how I originally met Steve was he showed up at a training event I was running and he was in the audience. But the reality is, is that also occurred because I consistently ran those programs in Vancouver for several years every quarter as a sales boot camp. And that there's a good chance that, again, these random or beneficial relationships will evolve over anything you do consistently. So, again, it's wrapping it through. I think there's another note here I want to talk about, and that is intuition. Because intuition is another thing that we can see that, you know, isn't really controlled, that, that we really can't tap into, that is random, that happens sometimes. We call it gut instinct. But what is it really about? Musashi. And I talk about him a fair bit in my seminar called Entrepreneurial Jiu-Jitsu, which I don't do enough of anymore. But it was a seminar I started off with as a keynote. And it's really about applying Eastern philosophy uh, to modern business. And Musashi was one of the greatest samurai generals of all time. And one of the things he said was really interesting is during times of crisis, a warrior will not rise to their expectations, but they'll fall to their level of training. And the root of great intuition, in my opinion, is training experience and self-education and constant reinforcement. Kind of just like the results of serendipity are actually about discipline and doing the right things. So what occurs is if we train and train and train something enough, like Musashi talks about, during that time of crisis, it is really part of our DNA now. Those activities, our responses during times of crisis, aren't really driven by conscious decision, but something that's wired into us through repetition consistently, through experience. And so really what intuition is, my friend Susanna Papato said this to me one day, and it was really, really something that stuck with me for a long time, is the fact that really, to a large degree, intuition is logic sped up really fast. Where does that logic come from? It comes from experience over and over again, applying tried principles that we've learned from mentors, that we've done through training, that we've done through self-education, till they become part of our DNA. So if we want to improve our intuition, train harder, 
train more consistently, reinforce the good habits, hang out with people who do the right things, connect with the right mentors, and we'll find making those split-second decisions getting easier and easier as, in essence, our logic sped up because of that training consistently really builds that success DNA for us. So anything from even gaining rapport. I remember a number of years ago taking a new rookie salesperson out and we had an advertising franchise here in Vancouver. And I had just done a workshop with a group of them and training them on nonverbal communications, matching and mirroring with your prospect, body language, tonality, even the type of words they use to feed them back to them because people really like to receive information in the way that they give it. There's a little hint saying, hey, you know what? This is the way I like to communicate, so this is probably the way I like to receive information. So I taught this course, and then I went out, and I took one of these guys who wasn't doing that hot and let him shadow me. And we went in to meet the president of this bottled water company. I don't mention the name, but uh, it's quite a large one now here in Western Canada. And we sat in his boardroom, and I talked to this guy. And at first, his arms were cold, crossed. It was actually a cold call. His arms were crossed, and you know he had three minutes was a statement. And we started to chat and generate a little bit of conversation. And the next thing you know, we were kind of laughing near the end. And he kind of said he doesn't normally work with new advertising concepts, but you know what? He would make a purchase from us because he really sees the commitment and our excitement and passion. And away we went with a deposit check and a deal closed. And when I asked the guy what he learned from the session or from the meeting, the rookie that was with me, he said, well, I knew when you had him, You'd used all that stuff you taught us, and I just knew exactly when you had him. And I said, what are you talking about? He says, well, you talked about matching and mirroring, and he leaned back, so you leaned back. And he raised his voice, so you raised your voice in a, in a friendly way. And you know what? He kind of leaned forward, and you leaned forward. He says, but when you leaned sideways and he went with you, I knew you had him. I knew you were in rapport. What a great way to influence that guy. And then I confessed. I said, actually, to be honest, I wasn't even consciously doing that. It was something that came naturally. Now, originally, it didn't come naturally. In fact, intuitively, I knew to move and shift and change my tonality and gain rapport almost at an unconscious level because several years before, I was taught and I trained over and over again with a good friend and mentor, uh, Fred Shadian, around matching and mirroring. We drilled those exercises over and over again until it became part of what I did, in essence, my success DNA for rapport was built or wired through consistent repetition of the right things. So when we talk about intuition, when we talk about serendipity, a lot of it has to do with discipline and doing the right things continually. Now, this is where I fi- sort of finish off my final part. This is really important, is that many times in marketing and in business, we don't have a chance to really experience serendipitous results We don't have a chance to really develop good intuition around certain areas because we quit too soon. We quit doing the right things too soon. So let's say you're a salesperson and you know that on average it's going to take eight proposals to close one deal. So you've got those eight proposals to close one deal. So you've got four or five clients, prospects in the pipeline. You add five or six more Next thing, you're a brand new salesperson, you're writing this proposal, you're following the template that someone has taught you and mentored you on, you write nine proposals and you get no deals. So what do we usually do? We say, well, what's wrong with me and what's wrong with the proposal? Why? We often quit too soon on the great formula. What we didn't know is, in fact, 
If we followed it forward in the future, we would actually write 20 proposals and still have no results. Yet on the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd proposals, we would actually close all three deals, having really that 8 to 1 odds come true. The reality is, is we're not willing to play the odds out. We're not willing to ride it out long enough. Often, in the short term, whether it's quarterly, we see, I see this with major corporations all the time, constantly second-guessing their sales process and their marketing activities, reinventing slogans for their business every year, changing how they brand consistently, and really quitting too soon on their marketing and sales activities. So I guess in order to experience true serendipity in business and marketing, to really develop great marketing and sales intuition, One of the things we have to do is identify what the best practices are, but we also have to learn how to have faith and stick with these things and follow through with them. And that's really, really the key is follow through. So discipline, consistent training in the right methodologies, which means the right mentors, the right coaches, the right education sources, the right leaders, and consistently doing it on an ongoing basis. Because often... After our competitors have abandoned it, after people begin to second-guess themselves and we move forward, we're the ones who are going to reap those rewards and we're the people who others will call lucky, highly intuitive, and will experience those serendipitous results. This is Shane Gibson's Closing Bigger Sales Podcast from ClosingBigger.net.